This is the Wags and Fresh podcast. Many times we get asked questions and it sort of stops us in our tracks and we don't even know simple answers to not simple questions, but if they have to do with ourselves, there's sort of some things that we should be able to be answered ourselves like, what's your purpose or who are you? But they don't always have to be deep questions. So my question to you is, what's the one question that you would find valuable to ask yourself more consistently? Um, I think, what, what do you what do you need to be happy? I think the question I, I think that that's the one thing that we all look for. Well, I think there's if there's a consistent thing. I think that the Dalai Lama says that everybody's you know searching for joy, um, and I struggle with that because and I think when I'm in the moments of it, I even get frustrated because not everybody's going to be in the moment at that moment that I'm oh I'm so happy right now I'm uh, I'm so joyful let's go do something, let's enjoy this moment, but the other people around me may not, may not be in that moment. And I have to almost avoid or try to figure out how to not slide into a negative place because now I'm frustrated because they're not as happy as I am. Right. Right. So finding a place of happiness that is truly um, uh, not something connected to other things and it's not a reaction to something, a reward-based system, it just truly is being happy. Um, so that's probably the one thing that I would be, ask myself is what, trying to find out the answer to that, because once you find the answer, you can do that more consistently, right? So. And I was almost thinking to, you almost said it like you weren't in the state and you go into the state. What if you started believing it as your natural state and then wondering why you were out of it. Like start to make it your dominant your state. Your default. Yeah, yeah, right. Your default yeah, position. Don't, yeah, don't say that into it is irregular. Being out of it should be irregular. You know, and then maybe you'll be in it more. Right. So, uh, and, and I because I am definitely in this this place where emotions are things that uh, are, are temporary, right? They are states of mind, if you will. And uh, they do um, come along at different times and you you are in them and you're out of them and so I do agree with those concepts of you're in and out of those things and you and once you're conscious of that you can work towards getting in and out of those things so I'm perspective right I mean, right perspective is the tool that for gets you sure in and out yeah, of yeah. those things many of the know? times it does but I think the to your point I don't really I guess my default is is probably not necessarily even negative it's just more uh, there's a cynicism underlying mm-hmm. things where I'm already kind of looking at the world from a specific angle that may already uh, eliminate searching for joy as being default. Well, let me ask you a follow-up question then. Is there more benefit and protection from the world for having cynicism or is it more detrimental to you having it? Yeah, I mean, I know why it's there. It's definitely a protection mechanism right. for sure. Um, and Does I it think, weigh the cost? You know, I think that, uh, I, I guess it probably depends on uh, when, when you ask me that question because I think that there's a lot of times when I'm in the heat of it, whether it's work-related or, you know, just personal relationships that are um, challenging, uh, you know, that, that cynicism I would look at as being a positive because it protects me from, you know, being vulnerable. But and do you being, think it leads you to being out of joy? Um. Sometimes I, I don't yeah. necessarily. I, I think it in my because it's more of my default. It's more of my neutral, right? Right. Because it's, yeah, because you could also say I'm willing to be hurt because I'm not going to sacrifice joy. 
Well, that would have to be a mindset perspective. Right, right, right. But say, in okay, certain situations, I'm not yeah. saying that anything is across the board. Yeah. Yeah, so. What about you? Um, I always love what's behind the scene. I just think that there's always something bigger going on than the, the people we see and the conversations we're having and the places we are. So it's, what did you learn? What's going on here? What am I missing? Um, how can I look at this different? I'm always um, inquisitive, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that's, that's the question that sort of sometimes, like uh, this morning when I was walking the beach, that was the question sort of that sort of progressed other thoughts because it's weird when you're having thoughts in your own head, they don't necessarily have to come to a conclusion. Sometimes they do. But just by asking yourself a question, it also causes you to pose your answer um, more specifically and concise than you would have just by free thinking. Right. You know, so I think there's a value to asking yourself questions. For sure. I, and I think that sometimes, um, this is why I think conversations like this are important to have people in your life that are going to ask you questions um, that come from a different place, that are motivated from a different place. The words are just slightly different, or maybe it's a different word in the sentence than you would ask. Because the one challenge with asking yourself questions is that you tend to ask yourself the same questions That's funny. over and over again. And you also ask them in a way that becomes safe for you because you know the answers and, and you're going to get to the same conclusions and that's all going to validate your thinking. And Yeah, so. I, I, I actually did a little thing on Anchor and I said, if you want to learn something new about yourself, ask yourself a new question. A new question from a new perspective. And it doesn't even have to be about something you know about. It's even better if you don't because right. at least causes you to pause and, and that's why I think would you know when you get into these conversations and you say to yourself well you know why don't we google that right well and when you go down those little kind of well you know uh, wormholes of trying to find out a topic and hey that's intriguing to me what I like about that is is how it starts to push not just hey, I thought this was true now I might be thinking this is true um, which, but then how do you then apply that potential new truth to other parts of your life? That potential ed educated observation. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. you know, it's like, there's, well, but I think, but there also, should still be room for folly. You, you know what yes, I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, how else can you land on something different? Sure. You know? And I, but there, it all starts with there, there's got to be a willingness to have that adventure and, and have that uh, exploration you know, that willingness to be uh, exploratory in your in yourself. Yeah. Because, you know, it's connected to what are you trying to accomplish? You know, you're trying to become a better version of yourself or, you know, um, improve certain aspects, um, strengthen certain parts of yourself. And, and in many cases, what we're really trying to do is just get comfortable with, with who we are. I think that's... Probably Sometimes even, you don't even know what you're thinking. I mean, you got thoughts, you know, you have however many different voices doing different things. And, right. And you got to get comfortable with the one that, that aligns with all those things you talked about. So along those lines, the question, uh, uh, you, you know, the word you just used that, that I'm going to attach to here is comfort. And what's something that you could do right now that would push you uh, into an uncomfortable place that you'd think you get the most growth from. And then the follow-up to that is then, then, then why aren't you doing that 
to push yourself uh, to grow? I would just think speak my truth in front in front of bigger crowds of people because that would solidify what I believe. It would make me work on what I believe more because I'd want to make sure I communicated that clearly. And and I think you know the bigger voice you can have. I know that that's sort of one of the callings I got. It's like. I have more for you and I want more from you. Like that's mm. been the latest thing. And now with the book wrapping up, you know, part of my my thinking is what is the next, you know, endeavor and what is the next adventure? Is it a video series? Is it a is it speaking? Is it leading? You know, is it is it in ministry? Is it in chiropractic? I don't know. Right. But so yeah, I mean that's where we're at and I'm willing to say yes to anything, but I think that's also um can be a pass and a back door too. Even though I'd, I'd say yes to any situation, even if it scared me, it still doesn't mean I'm driving it and making it happen. Yeah, that's what you I was know? gonna and say. So was... that's, that's the real thing. Well, I mean, for me first, I, this is sort of like, I wouldn't say a pause moment, but with that the book finishing, um, I'm starting to learn more about patience and time. I mean, that was, one of the things I'm most excited about that was school they always had the structure for me. You knew how long the program was going to be and you did it, you know, and that's, that's one thing to stay dedicated to that. It's another thing to have no schedule, be committed to something for close to a year and work on it all the time when you feel like it and don't feel like it and complete it. So I think that's another tool that I'm, that I'm happy about, you know, following it through like that. Cause you know, there's so many things that we don't and there are some things that we do and we learn from both, but this this is sort of pivotal for me to see what's next. But more, most importantly, to understand how long things take, and and you know, it took a long time. It wasn't just saying yes to a book. There were so many times where I wish I would have wrote a book. I don't really have anything like that on my list right now. My mind's clear. Sure. So I'm just filling it with the word and waiting for the next call, and then I'll just jump in there. So it's so interesting how. It's it's great to have those moments of you know relief because things are done. They become these like you said you pause moments between what you were working on to what you're going to be working on, and the you know the thing you have to work towards is how do you minimize that time, how long that pause is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because it is important to kind of have that target on the board to say this is what I'm focused on next. Um, so maybe what you know, and, and this isn't what you have to do but just based off of what i'm hearing uh you want to get in front of bigger crowds you want to be able to have a bigger voice so maybe something along the lines and and there's always projects going on like right now my project is compassion you know it's it's husband father and then you know the office just having compassion for people and i think I, i i think i had this thought this morning too it's you can't be as hard on other people as you are on yourself. Like that's what I was thinking when I was mm-hmm. thinking about this morning. And I just like, I'm very hard on myself. And just as a caregiver, as a husband, as a, as a father, that's not, you know, the greatest thing to do is be how hard on others, how you are on yourself, sure. you know? So th- there are always projects going on, but the cool thing is, is all these projects, you know, even if it's a, a pause, whatever, um, in project oriented, there, we're always gathering skill sets, always gathering skill sets for sure. every day, every moment. And, and I think that what I was ultimately leading to there was maybe there should be uh, 
a vague target that you're looking at of saying it's almost like a, whether you look at somebody like Billy Graham or even, you know, we, look, we watch a lot of comedians, you know, Kevin Hart just dropped another special and he's in front of 50,000 people or whatever mm -hmm. the audience was, but he started in small clubs, right? So that that's really kind of the, the you same hear mindset. Stories, sleeping on each other's couches. Right. Five clubs a night at the exactly. different set lists. Yep. Five nights a week. Those guys are animals. They're grinding yeah, it out. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. And they're they're words. You know, they're wordsmiths. But I, and, I love and so it. and I so I think that that's something that you you could kind of say, okay, getting in front of a bigger group, even if it's not ultimately where you land, a bigger group could be something based off of something you already know, like um, because you had an experience like that, and and make coming a totally different platform or a format for you. But at least there's a visual to say this would be something like what yeah, I'm, and, and I'm the, talking the about. Yeah, and the number of the crowd doesn't really matter. The reason I brought up the crowd was to press my truth. You know, I think my yep. my, my truth is pressed more the more I feel like I'm around more people to influence, you know. So uh, th that was where that nature came from. And But it all starts from the same place, which is get in front of whoever you can. But it, it's neat as we're talking, and I don't know how this will lead, but, you know, it's almost like the book is now the platform right you know so that's that's where i'll probably be speaking a lot and presenting the book and things but um just to switch gears if you had to eliminate a letter from the alphabet which letter would it be probably q mm. you know um you know i don't use it a lot um almost you know obviously we we all get into q u is is how you write every word but the i just don't use enough q words to, to mm. care um about q and it's it doesn't seem to be there aren't a lot of keywords that I I even not only do not do I not write them, but I don't even think I use many of them. Um, quiet, quick, Q, quick. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's we could probably do without it. <laughs> Done. <laughs> it's official. We're eliminating Q. Any uh, number you think we can go without? I thought uh, we could just go to five zero fives and tens. Maybe zero one five ten. I think we got it covered. Um, any number, um, probably pi. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only simply because I know that, although there are probably people that would listen to this and say, explain how important pi is. Right, to all the physics equations right, right, and how it holds exactly. the world together. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't have any understanding of what it does there. So, uh, it's, and then there's like a little cult thing around that, that, but is that really even a, a a number? I don't I don't know. It's it's um, I don't know if there is a number because I'm more of a numbers guy. Yeah, I figured, so yeah. I, I'd probably be a little bit more protective of of the numbers. Although I'd be okay if zero went away. Um, there's not a there's literally no value to yep. that. So uh, other than almost a like placeholder. That's it, I, I was told. just exactly going to yeah. say the same word. It's a placeholder between negative and positive. That's all it is. What about um? What was the most interesting question you were asked this week? Um, this week, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if I was given any major, you know, altering questions. Uh, no, I guess the only one that sticks out and this is, um, going to seem, you know, cause my first instinct was to go to all work questions mm -hmm. and things like that. And it, it did happen at work, but somebody had asked me why I don't wear my wedding ring. Um. And uh, and actually, the the main reason is because uh, somebody stole it. Uh, but <laughs> um, but I haven't replaced it. Actually, I do have a different wedding ring. Uh, the wedding ring that I 
lost or it was stolen. I'm, I'm pretty much know where it was stolen. Um, was my original wedding ring. Then we had gotten new rings uh, about 10 years into our marriage and I was wearing that for a long time. Um, and then I took that off and went back to the other one and that one got stolen and I just never never put the other one back on. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting because once I took it off and it got stolen, there be, you know, a lot of thought went into, you know, should I put on the other one? Should I get a different one more? Cause it was very simple. It was just a very mm-hmm. simple gold band. And I liked that aspect of it. Um, but then I was, we, we kind of were going through like one of the better stretches of our relationship, you know, for years. And it almost felt like, well, why do I need to put it on? Our relationship's going great. So <laughs> why would I put something on? Even though having a ring on or off won't necessarily change anything. Um, it was just, it seemed to be progressing really positive since then, which happened like two and a half years It's almost years like ago. a hockey beard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of. A rally cap or something. Yeah. yeah, it definitely became that. So, but trying to explain that to the, the woman that uh, asked me that question was kind of hard because it, it may, does it sound like a guy answer? I, yeah, I, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, you know, like an excuse why I don't. But she doesn't wear it either. She hasn't worn hers since, since I didn't, haven't worn mine. So, uh, and there really hasn't been much discussion about it. Yeah. So um, there hasn't been any. So that was probably the most interesting, only because I haven't thought about it in a while. Um, and that's, uh, how about you? What's... Um, I think it was, somebody was asking about care and how some people will move around things just to get the new ache and pain of the day. You know, they'll do their elbow one day and they said, wouldn't it be better if you just kept the therapy on their main problem? Right. You know, and actually make some ground on that. And if you if you look at different things, you know, you know, there's sometimes there's, um, you know, pros and cons to doing things. Sometimes, you know, feeling a little good for the moment isn't necessarily on the long haul going to get you where you want to go because those things just would have resolved themselves. So mm-hmm. if you're throwing all your energy and your cannons all over the place and you're missing, you know, the main, you know, your main problem. Um, that'll stay a problem and the other things are going to resolve anyway, but you'll have lost time, you know, working on what's important. So it was just a health question. Right. Uh, that was a philosophy question. And just by having a, you know, a, a philosophy, they were able to answer their own health question. Right. You know, because philosophies are solid all the way through and they have right. application in all different areas. So that was sort of cool. Uh, what about what's probably the, you know, I mean, this has been an interesting week. Uh, I mean, they're all interesting weeks, but um, they're what has been maybe the most, uh, whether it's a solidified lesson or at least something that uh, you took away from this week that you're continuing to think about uh, and to ponder and see, you know, explore on how that applies to your life. Is there something like that that's happening? Yeah, for sure. Um, Today and, you know, many days I have all these amazing moments of seeing connections, seeing God, seeing that he's real. And for the longest time, I had such a big need to capture them all, repeat them in my mind and write them down, almost to build my own case that what I was experiencing was true. Mm -hmm. And this week, 
something great happened, I sort of feel like I don't have to do that anymore. Right. You know, it almost is so true that I don't have to prove it to myself anymore. Right, right. And that's that's a great place to get because there's that there's always all of the things we go through in life. There's uh, and I think really was kind of was referencing earlier. You know, it's just getting comfortable with within your own skin, within that thought, within you know your experience that you just don't doubt yourself. Um, it's it's a very hard thing and a place to get to. Um, and and it doesn't mean that once you get there that yeah, you, you never just, look back. You you're get still to that gonna, moment. Yeah, you and get, that moment doesn't mean it goes on forever. You know, but to, it does mean that you you now have a place where you can remind yourself that I can get there. It's another touchstone. And, and, and you yeah. can go, okay, I know. And then the, the journey becomes, how do I make sure that that becomes, um, I'm there more than I'm not. Mm-hmm. No, no different than what you were talking about creating. Like happiness is the default. And then, you know, you're working outside of that from there. So... Yeah, um, and, and all of it's important. I, I don't think it'd be funny to think that you would get to some place, you'd stop doing what got you there, and then you think you'd stay there. It was just a thought I had that accumulated my whole experience. But if I was to trash everything I did to get there, it'd be very hard to continue to feel that way because that feeling and that everything that happened in that moment came from effort. Sure, you know, it came from work and came from staying in the Bible and came from all those different things. So if I were to take away the pieces that got me there, because there's still going to be moments that I'm going to want to write down and capture. So that's one thing I do a lot of times to my detriment is I'm a light switch. I'm like, you write it down, you write everything down. You don't write it down. You don't write nothing down. This is the way everything is. Not, you know, and the reality is, is, or, you know, the, you know, the, what I've experienced is that, there are things that you're going to write, going to want to write down that are special, and there are going to be moments where you feel like you have to write something down, and a voice is going to say, "You don't have to write that down. You're good." It, it's funny you use the term the the you know the light switch as a as an analogy because uh, that that is definitely from my perspective when I watch certain things that you do. It's like this. It's it's an on off. It's this hot cold. I tell people that all the time. You know, it's like I don't. There's no middle switch. Yeah. Uh, and I would say that, you know, we've talked about this before, that one of the things that's, uh, you know, interesting about our relationship is how really different we are. And for me, almost, there is, I'm a definitely a slide light, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, I'm a dimmer, I'm a, I'm a brightener, whatever you want to, whichever direction you're going in. There is no complete bright, there is no complete dark, you know, everything's in the middle or some version of that. There's everything's a percentage of something and nothing's a hundred percent or zero. And and so it's interesting to, to see that. Not to say that there aren't things in my life that I have a light switch for. Mm-hmm. And you probably have a dimmer switch for too, more oh, than yeah, more yeah, than you yeah. think. Uh, it's just that again, going back to the word default our default positions are well, you know, that's just a varying degrees of that. And um, mm-hmm. and I had that experience this week, um, you know, with understanding that I had an opportunity to work with some of the, the the team members that I don't normally get to work with directly. And you can see that within the group. You can see the, uh, you know, oh, they get it by being very sort of high level philosophical and then others that are just, that they're just not going to get it and they almost need that that light switch because that's the only way they get it. It either is a yes or it's no. It's not that, you know, you can teach them a philosophy and they know how to apply it to all these different things. Only a few 
few people within that group can really get that. Um, so, you know, those are those. I are don't think you could be a good communicator and only be on or off. I mean, that you have to, you know, it, it, on and off is a very um, what, what would you call device of the times. So I, I would say it's a selfish perspective. But it, but it but it also can create um, a, a a group of people that would probably be extremely uh, loyal is probably the, the wrong word, but would identify with the on switch in such a way that they would be dedicated to that in um, a, in a way that a dimmer switch person wouldn't because you're you're always nebulous. You're always right. like, well, I see your point of view and I see your point of view and I see your point of view and you all have a great point of view and there is no yes or no. And a lot of people want yes or no. But the dimmer switch does still have the same brightness as on. Correct. You know, so I mean, I mean, I think if your real goal is to serve other people, you'd almost have to have but I think, but, other, other modes. But don't you really think that what we're saying is that we just serve different people? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, don't, I, I think, I guess I'm trying to equate, fit the on and on, on and off to other people, but I was really almost just thinking on and off to myself because I'm so um, task, I guess, driven, just like repetitive, right? That I need to know what I'm doing, and not getting it done is stressful to me. Right. So it either has to be on the list or off. But if we're going to relate it to people, um, that clearly doesn't work. I already know it doesn't work because, you know, the more passionate I am, I have a very hard time realizing that. Other people haven't spent thirty years doing what I'm doing. Sure, you know. So, it, and and it doesn't work. It, it you know it actually repels, and the, the people that it keeps um, never makes up for the damage that it causes. You know, uh, but I don't think you know that to be true for sure. Right, but I mean, if if my job is to, truly I think that's you. That's what you think because you didn't break through. So therefore, you're only seeing that. Well, this right. But if I damage. was truly thinking about them, I would have no expectation of the outcome, right? Yeah. So I wouldn't be even expecting them to get anything different. Sure. I would just be loving them better. I just but, feel like I don't. I don't. I just feel like there's not compassion sometimes if I'm too on, you know, and I don't have that, you know, um, switch switch to know that. Um, well, maybe it's it, it's a because Dim the on could be switch. listening. You know, Correct. And, you know, and and I think, but it doesn't mean that you're. you're I mean, listen, you're probably always going to be an on-off switch guy. Yeah. The only thing you have to say is, in this moment, can I be a dimmer switch temporarily, to to make sure that they can accept the on-off switch at some point, mm-hmm. right? Because at some point they're they're you know they're going to be in a place where you, you'd say, well, this is what I think you need to do, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to have to get to that point, whether it's faith-based. In the conversation or or practice based, there's both of those situations. You're going to have to get them to a place where you're going to say, "Okay, mm-hmm. are you committed to this?" Because we the next step is X, Y, and Z. So maybe the lesson to this, because when you think about what you said earlier, it really is learning how to communicate to more people in that way, which right. is to 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 take an aspect of yourself and say, "I know this who I, this is who I am, but how can at times I, I be temporarily something other than what I am?" to garner the well, it's, ability it's, it's to... training in it like this week you know compassion was the priority over education 
Right. You know, and so just by flipping that, I had a better time. Right. The people had a better time. They were more receptive. They probably got better care because they thought they were, mm-hmm. even though they were getting the same care. But it's 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 just, I just think, you, you know, and just from going, you know, to a concert before, education, sentences, all these things do will never trump um, emotion, experience, and things like that. So if you're not tapping into that level, you're not communicating to anybody, no matter how well your words are put together. And that's just why I think um, sometimes, you know, and it, and, and it can be a pride check. I had a good pride check this week. And, um, and I could tell because it led to frustration and anger, right. you know, and what, what's going to lead to frustration and anger is things that aren't good and what's not good, pride. And it, you know, I, I traced it back to that and I just, you know, humbled myself and went straight towards compassion and it turned the whole week around and, and it was a better week and took care of more people, saw more people and, um, and more, and more people are excited about being there. Yeah, that's what and I'm excited say. about taking care of people. Yeah, that's it's it's, it's even even if the number of people were the same or lower, you're in a place that you're going to. Uh, I'm, be an, able- I'm attracting. It, you're you're a mag, you know you're mm-hmm. you're a positive magnet when you're being compassionate. Yeah, you're you know if you have pride and you want everybody to get it and understand it, and and you're not listening to them or hearing what they're trying to say, then you're being a negative magnet, and that's that's gonna that's gonna repel. I think I had the exact opposite week. <laughs> I had to go in and, and um, because so much of, of the team's job is to be r- relationship and brand ambassadors, r- you know, relationship builders. Uh, and it's, it's interesting to, to talk to different people about how they define relationships. And everyone always will go initially to, well, to build a good relationship, they have to like you, you know, and you have mm-hmm. to like them. I think there's an element to that. To make that's money, true, right? right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think there's an element to liking people as it relates to building relationships that is true, but I think it becomes a crutch that a lot of people can lean on, partially because they might be comfortable at building relationships and getting people to like them, and they know that it's easy for them, so they go, "Oh, I'm going to get them to like them." But part of our, our the job that we have in our in our roles uh, is to also push people and be confrontational and be at times argumentative and debate and if you want people to like you that's a tough place thing to do because now you're going to say well if i do all those things they're going to like me less mm. so the motivation I've, I've always said is is not necessarily you don't want them not to like you but if you're going to have to say do i want them to like me or respect me i'd rather them respect me mm-hmm. right because at least from there, you can respect them from a business perspective. They're going to respect you, and you can have business conversations based off of that respect level. So, because you're listen, at the end of the day, they have a business to run, you have a business to run, and you're trying to work together. And sometimes that's going to be in uh, hand and glove. Sometimes it's not. And, and 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 I think the like factor changes in the business world when enough time goes on that you make them more money. So what seemed confrontational is just a battle of prides or a battle of how we used to do it. Yep. And then if you could, yeah, that, there's no soft way to go through that sometimes. Right. You know, but once they do and they see there's more money and it's easier for them or whatever the case may be, uh, you become more likable. Right. And I think that, and that was my <laughs> and message. respected. To the, correct. I mean, especially respected. It, it doesn't even a, matter if you're more likable because yeah. as long as you're more respected, yeah, they're yeah. going to continue to want you to come in and help them with their business mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. So 
yeah, I mean, my, a lot of my message was just basically, you know, be be less uh, empathetic to their their situation, be more, you know, uh, not necessarily argumentative, but be ready and willing to, you know, fight the fight as it relates to our agenda and what yeah. we're trying to accomplish, and understand that that may not be in line with what our partners are trying to do. It's almost um, like walking up okay to an emergency it. situation, like your whole team is around or their whole team is around a person on the ground, right. the person on the ground is their business. And you walk up and you're like, you call 911, yep. you get over here, you know, somebody has to take control or yep. at least offer to take control or well, else everybody's just going to sit around and watch the business. And if you've ever been in an experience like that, which I know you have, those people are not worried about, hey, I'm screaming at 10 people and I'm going to worry about those 10 people being mad at me that I screamed at them. Right. This person on the ground is dying. Right. So you, you're not paying attention, I'll yell louder. You, yeah, yeah. go do this. Yep. You, I need you to go do that. At the end of it, everyone's like, man, that person took amazing control of that situation and saved that person's mm -hmm. life or did whatever they could. And... And I think that, again, everyone's going to respect that person, mm -hmm. but maybe not everybody's going to see, man, I really want to hang out and like that person. Mm -hmm. But which one would you rather be? And, and in some cases, you know, um, if you are somebody, again, this is more applicable to what, you know, I, I, my job is and what we do. But if that's, if you are more wired to be liked than respected, then you're going to have challenges within mm -hmm. the role that we, we have for you. Doesn't mean you can't do other things within the organization or do other careers that are amazing. Well, those they, they struggle to lead. They struggle to do a lot of things. You yeah, know, those are a lot of the things that I you know work through. I joked with my counterpart on the West Coast this week that uh, um, you know he had asked me a question about a, a team member, and I said he's a really nice guy. I really like him. I said, but he might he might be too likable, you know, because unfortunately it seems like the people who are not worried about being liked. Um, you know, have more success within this job. I said, kind of like you and you and me, mm -hmm. right? We're, him and I are not uh, concerned with whether people like us. We're concerned with being likable enough to, and more importantly, be respected to go do things, but and get those things done. But we're not sitting around wondering, oh, I wonder if the that person and this person like me or not. And then that's not even for the individual account too. The more people you get to, because you don't care about yes or no's or what people think, the more you'll be around people that respect you, and it's easier to get things done yep. than it is being around you know people that um, will never give you their respect because that's the way they've done it, that's the way it's going to be, and that's the way it's going to go, and and um, and then your kindness will work against you because <laughs> one of the sayings that we use all the time is when you know um, when people mistake kindness for weakness. It's bad for them because you're trying to just be kind with and recognizing their situation and you try to be kind and then they go, they might not even be malicious in their actions, but then they take that for granted. They do things they shouldn't do. And you're like, oh, now they're, now they're taking advantage of my kindness. Mm -hmm. And then you unfortunately have to crack down on them and they might not like that. But uh, so I think it's interesting that our weeks were sort of the opposite, yeah. you know, because yeah. as you talk about having to be more compassionate, my my element that I have to work on continuously, and and this week was a great example of that, is patience. Because, you know, I just want to, you know, yell at the top of my lungs like, wake up and get this done, and let's go, and you know, what are we waiting for? And um, and I understand too that it's a process for some people, but I was I was very candid with the group this week that 
um, I also recognize that not everybody's going to make it to that place. And then you and or I will have to make decisions on whether this is good for them, this career that they've mm-hmm. chosen. So, but um, yeah, interesting lessons learned. And that's applicable to all these things, you know, we talk about that are a lot of times driven because our experiences at work are really the same things applying to home and, you know, being patient with the, the family, you know, being compassionate with the family and, you know, all those things. So, um, so it's, uh, it's great. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's everybody know what the, what the title of your book is and where they can get it. It's called Winning Moments, uh, How to Do Everything for Better Health. It's the quest for the 24-hour workout. And it's on Amazon and Kindle eBooks. Um, actually, I like Kindle eBooks a little better. It's uh, less money, and I like that the table of contents is hyperlinked. Right. You know what I mean? So you right. can hit it and go right, right to, to the chapters, yeah. mm-hmm. keep it in your pocket, because it's not just a read-through book on how to think and see things and how to win every moment you possibly can, mentally, physically, and spiritually, but it's also situational, too. So if you do get in a jam, or you, you have a grandparent that gets in a jam, and they just need to find better ways to put on shirt, put on shoes, yep. uh, change their clothes. Uh, if you're having trouble, you need to learn how to, you know, mow the lawn or sweep or pick something up. There's all sorts of little tips on how to do that, not just to avoid pain, but to make yourself actually stronger in the process. So right. the concept sort of happened with me. I had to learn how to do everything in a way that um, would allow me not to be in excruciating pain. And then I started learning over 20 years that those same way I was doing those things to avoid pain were actually the proper way to do things in the first place. And then I ended up focusing on doing that in everything I do so that my whole day is now a workout. Right. So that's the concept of the book and um, it's out and about. Great. So you'll see our, uh, our new tagline is hit play. Uh, and really, again, what that really references is uh, hit play in your own life, do things uh, try things, explore things, make uh, make your day and your week as great as possible, uh, and continue to push yourself into new areas of growth so you can um, become the person that you want to become. 